Hi, and welcome back to Coffee and Jesus. I am your host, RJ Fortune, and I'm just happy to be back. I literally just had an inkling to record. It's been a while. I've been busy, children, other things, but God is good. God is good. He has brought me through. Um, I just thank God that I'm still here, still among the living, and I'm still able to do the work of his kingdom. So we're just going to get right into it. Today, we're just going to just dive right in and we're going to talk about my testimony of being delivered from homosexuality. Um, It's I very vaguely spoke about this um, uh, a couple of times, very vaguely spoke about this, but right now we're just going to go into depth about about it and maybe even sprinkle a little scripture in there. Um, This podcast is solely for encouragement, um, just so you you can see the testimony of Jesus, that means, and and the spirit of his prophecy, um, so what he did for me, he can do for you. What he does for another, he can do for you. Whatever he did for for one, he can do it again. You understand? That's, That's just simply what this is here for. I'm not teaching, I'm not preaching, I'm solely encouraging just want to put that's just my little disclaimer so any any of you you know bible thumpers as they call it listen and just and say you know I didn't give any scripture to back up what I'm saying I don't have to this is just my testimony and how I know God works and how he showed me that in my life that that's all that's the end of that disclaimer so yeah I gave my life Let's give a little background before the background. I gave my life to God. I believe I was around, let's say, 14 or 15. Yes, around that age. I remember I was in church. Um, I was going to a church called New Life Church of God. I was in church. They were. I don't remember the event that was going on, but I just remember, you know, getting up and catching the spirit and dancing like David danced. Like I was basically dancing like the way they describe David dancing in the Bible and how he danced like a madman. That's basically how I was dancing around that church. And to know me and know how how shy and reserved I can be sometimes, you know, that wasn't me. Like I, I was not saying, yeah, let me get up and dance around this church. Okay. That was solely the, the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean like, you know, I was just flopping around like a fish, but I was literally like they were playing music and I was just dancing. I was feeling it. And um, I vaguely remember this. I remember somebody coming up to me and tapping me and trying to get me to sit down. And I was just like, if you don't get off me, (laughs) like... Why would you ever think like, and this is why it's it's good to be dis- to have discernment and discern in in the atmosphere that you're in because why would you ever disrupt the move of God like that? I I pray that they they repented and asked God to forgive them because that was just that was crazy to me. Like what what anyway? But I didn't truly like, and you know, I back I backslide I backslid or backslide. Sorry, <laughs> call you grandma, poli- grandma police. Um, I went back into the world after that. 
not immediately after, but you know, some things happen, some trials and tribulations here and there. I went back into the world and um, I didn't get saved again until around 2018, I believe. I got saved, yeah, I got saved again, 2018, got baptized then went back into the world, okay? I was doing the back and forth with God. And finally, he just snatched me up and was just like, you going to stay with me, and that's that. And when he snatched me up, that was 2000, I would say like pen, like around the pandemic. I don't remember what year. Was that 2019? When the pandemic, like, he snatched me up during that time. And I know he did because at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I was using that time to, you know, I would be drinking, smoking, whatever. But he started talking to me and revealing things to me about my lifestyle, about how I was living. And I was just like, wow. Because up until that point, I've never heard the voice of God. Or maybe I've never been in a position to hear his voice. But actually being still and sitting down and away from, you know, all the hustle and bustle of having to take care of children. I didn't have to wake up, get two children ready to, to go to daycare. I didn't have to go to work. I was just chilling in my house, you know. So God was able to speak and move and make his voice clear to me because I was in a position of stillness so that's how he used the pandemic to to literally snatch me up out this world and once everything opened back up I had no desires like I tried here and there you know tried it you know um like Nemo when his father told him not to touch the boat and he put his little fin on it like that's how I was doing dipping my toe in the water not going fully in but just like eh, okay nope this ain't it the water is not perfect it's not a good day for a swim I'm going back inside that's basically what was happening and now I'm I feel like I'm at a place where I don't even want to dip my toe in sometimes I think about it because you know so the the day of social media you look at people everybody let everybody outside doing this but then you think about it you think about it. You think about the repercussions because what they can do, you can't do. Okay? Let's be honest. What somebody else can do and God will give and God gives them grace for and you know, forgives them, you can't do. There's many instances in the Bible. David is a great person to look at to, to of who God honored him and even in his mess. He done killed somebody's husband, took the wife, all of that. God could have killed him, but he had faith. He had grace. He had mercy on him. He did not go unpunished, though. Let's say that like his, his he disrupted a lot of things in his bloodline, and him and his sons were constantly. At, at a war like how are you at war with your own children like he brought that upon himself but let's not even get into all of that because I don't, I don't even have my bible right in front of me so I don't want to say the wrong thing so yes um so basically I this was this is 2000 and 
2017. Um, I, my daughter was like, she was like about, she was one going on two. Yeah, because I had her in 2016. She was one going on two. And me and her father, we didn't work out. Bummer, right? Um, And this was like fresh, freshly newborn baby didn't work out. Like not even like we tried in a couple months in, you know, to her, her after her being born, we separated. Like, I mean, she was born and we weren't together. <laughs> okay. So that was, com- that was, it, I was completely blindsided by that. I didn't think that that was going to happen because, you know, before that, everything was great. Thing was good but you know what I thought it was good there was a lot of signs and red flags and you know if anyone listens to this from that family or I'm not throwing anybody under the bus and there is no condemnation this is solely my testimony and what I went through that's it so anyway um after that I ended up getting into a relationship with another woman and I've always had these desires from since I was younger, um, the, but they manifested more when I was in high school. And a lot of people thought, not even high school, junior high school, I would say junior high school, elementary, I wasn't thinking about that. Junior high school, I had my first girlfriend, but I was so afraid. Like, I, I, she was out there, she was open, and I was just like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't be trying to hold my hand in this hallway. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, you know, I was real reserved. She didn't like that. So she broke up with me. <laughs> But anyway, um, I guess I'm what I was the B in the LGBTQ because <laughs> I would be I would have been what they called bisexual. So I liked I liked both. So anyway, I ended up in a relationship with another woman, newborn baby in a relationship. That's crazy, right? Like I was retarded. She was even more retarded for even getting in that. And, you know, it's my first child. I was not thinking about postpartum depression. I wasn't thinking about nothing. In my mind, I was just like, I have a child and nobody to help me raise it. I mean, granted, I had, you know, my my family, my mother, she was a help. But at the end of the day, in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe that. I just I just couldn't believe it. And I was hurt. I was heartbroken and probably depressed, not even probably, 99, I'm 99% sure that I was depressed. I suffered from postpartum depression um, because I I used to cry a lot. I didn't want to eat, but I thought like once I got my appetite back and I wasn't crying anymore that it went away, but it didn't. It just was real subtle. I mean, I didn't think about harming myself or my baby, so I was just like, okay, I'm not depressed, but that constant need to be loved and to want to be loved on. I I wanted that. I wanted someone to tell me I was beautiful. I wanted to be thanked for carrying this life, pushing this life out and almost dying. Okay. My daughter did a number on me. I needed a blood transfusion, all of that. Okay. It was traumatic. It was a traumatic experience and everybody processes trauma differently. And I'm not saying that childbearing isn't 
amazing and having children isn't amazing. But sometimes giving birth hurts. It can be very traumatic. And that is the curse of a woman. God said in the beginning that he was going to make labor painful. So there is not there is nothing that is going to make labor not painful or not even be traumatic. I mean, they have things now like epidural and things like that, but there's still you know, there there's still a chance because that's the cur- that was the curse that he put upon women for us be for Eve disobeying him in the garden. So anyway, let's get into it so I pray you know into that relationship it was very toxic very toxic like I very toxic okay um and that's another thing every relationship that I've gotten into with a female has always been toxic like it's always there's never nothing nothing good has never came out of me being with a woman and I know that was God's way of showing me this ain't what I have for you this ain't your portion this ain't who I've called you to be, get up, get up and walk. <laughs> you know, he wanted me out of those relationships. That's why every I say every time, whether it was somebody cheating, whatever, somebody putting their hands on me, whatever it was, it always ended up toxic every time. It can, it doesn't matter if it was a aggressive woman, a feminine, whoever it was, whomever it was. Wherever they were from, they were toxic. Okay? So anyway, I prayed for God to give me a way out of a toxic homosexual relationship. And I got pregnant with my son, Denver. His father came back into my life and wanted to work it out. And I instantly got pregnant. So, you know, we we broke up. For a minute, I was in a relationship with a, with that woman, and I even married her. Yes, shocking, crazy, a spare-of-the-moment decision. I don't even know how I came to that conclusion. Like, even to this day, I think back, and it's just like, what? There was, like, no engagement, no her asking me to marry her, me asking her to marry me. It just happened. So, but anyway... I got pregnant and God put me in that position. Sometimes God will put you in a position where you have to, where you have absolutely no choice but to depend on him. So he put me there because it was just like, it's, it's now or never. Like you have to make a choice. So him putting me, he, him getting me, me getting pregnant was that position. And I had no choice but to run to God. Because one, I didn't want to be pregnant. Like, that was the last thing on my mind. I was not trying to have another child. Um, I literally went, I set up an appointment to go get birth control. Funny story, that's how I found out I was pregnant. I set up an appointment to get birth control. Because I'm just like, okay, you know, now I'm with a man. So I need to cover all bases and... um go to my appointment and they test you to make sure you're not pregnant I'm like okay yeah I already know I'm not and I was funny but just another disclaimer the best way to avoid pregnancy unwanted pregnancy is to abstain from sex especially if you're not married end of disclaimer 
moving on. So now I'm pregnant. My relationship with my child, my children's father is a little iffy. Again, we're on the rocks. Um, I'm in another state. Because, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I married this woman and followed her all the way to North Carolina. Dummy. And I get there. Now I'm isolated. You know, the enemy wants nothing more than for you to be isolated and by yourself. So I'm isolated and all hell breaks loose. She ends up kicking me out. I end up in a shelter. But in that shelter, I got away from her and I was able to... They helped me get my own apartment. I was slowly but surely getting my life together. But I'm in another state, far away from friends and family. And now here's when the enemy comes in again. Like a flood. My ex-wife. Back then, my ex, she wanted me back. Right? We were separated at the time. But she came back trying to get in my good graces. So I find out I'm pregnant. And now here comes my ex trying to work things out. Because, you know, narcissist. Right? So thoughts of abortion started to come. Yeah. I thought of aborting my son. And not only because of her. But first, it was suggested by the father. You know, we were talking. I told him that I was. And he was just like, wow, you know, what are we supposed to do with two children? You know, typical response. How are we supposed to take care of two children? You know, we're not ready for this. Anyway, I just want to put it out there. Like, if God has get if your womb was open to bring forth a child. Like, don't, don't think the best, your best thing to do is to pray and ask God to give you grace to take care of that child just like he gave you the grace to take care of the one before it and um I immediately said no to him at that point but after you know sitting down thinking about it you know where we did start to set in and I started to question myself if I would if I would be able to indeed raise another child because Autumn my daughter she was only one at the time so I, I did consider having an abortion. I, I just thought about it. And the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, here is a scripture, 23, 7, for as he think, as he think it's in his heart, so he is. So the, your mere thoughts are basically who you are. The thing that you think about is who you are, is what, is what, you, is your, is what you desire. That's why the Bible also said that he will grant us the desires of our hearts. The heart is really, it's, it's a really funny thing. Because the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful, who could but know it. So we got to be careful with this thing that we have called the heart. Um, so I, I, I just, I thought about it. Thought about having an abortion. I thought about aborting the very thing slash child that God gave to save me. Then something happened. Something very spiritual and supernatural happened. Back then, I didn't put two or two together. But I realized now that I opened the door for this to happen. I woke up bleeding spontaneously. So this is probably... And it happened right away. Like, right after we had that conversation. Maybe that same night or the next night. It didn't take long at all. 
I remember just waking up. I went to go use the bathroom. I didn't have any pain, no nothing. I went to go use the bathroom. And, you know, pulling back the covers to get back in the bed, I see blood on my bed. And I'm just like, hmm. Well, I didn't go use the bathroom to, like, like use the toilet. I think I just went to the bathroom to get something. And I'm like, hmm. So I go to the toilet now and I check myself bleeding and it wouldn't stop I put on a pad like it was so much that I had to put on a pad it was like a period and I called my mom and she told me to go to the hospital so I did then they gave they they gave me a diagnosis saying that I was at risk for having the miscarriage young young I wasn't old I was like not like you know they said you know you're high risk I was very young active already had one child not young young but I I was like 22 um so yeah they they said like it was nothing like yeah you're at risk for having a miscarriage so yeah no sex for such and such amount of days um and yeah you're fine and I was just like so just go back to work oh yeah 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 you're good and I'm just like wait what but they it was because they did the ultrasounds they couldn't find anything my son he was just in there chilling moving around you know everything was good my my body my body wasn't responding right though their tests were saying nothing was wrong but that's because it was spiritual my body was ready to reject my son because of my thoughts it had nothing to do with you know medically me medically needing any medical attention it was spiritual so because of my thoughts because of what I thought that brought that on and I was scared in that moment I was afraid to lose my child like instantly I didn't I wasn't like yes I was just like no I don't want to lose this child I want to have this child and um I don't remember if I asked God to forgive me. I wasn't too heavy on God back then. You know, I was real on the fence, straddling the fence. But um, I don't remember if I asked him to forgive me. To forgive me, But I did. I do remember making the conscious decision to have the baby. And I, because I had a change of heart, I believe that's why God saved my child. Because I just made, I made that decision. I was like, you know what? With or without the father... I'm having this baby. With or without his help, I'm having this baby. I quit my job. I moved back to Brooklyn to be closer to family and friends for help. And I made the choice to keep my son and he stayed. Thank God for his grace. And also, babies can feel. That's why a lot of the times where you see these these posts and um, it talks about the baby saying, you know, when if a mother is about to get an abortion and they, they feel like, that happening and they're saying mommy no they probably can't they cannot not probably they cannot speak in ways for you to hear but mentally they're feeling this they're feeling what is going on they're feeling all that the mother is feeling that's why you you need to treat women good when they are pregnant take care of them help them because the baby feels everything the baby feels everything the moment I said you know what I'm keeping him I think I believe I started talking to him like I love you I want you 
and almost you know immediately after a day or two later I stopped bleeding and everything was fine but I had already did I already made the decision that I'm not staying here in North Carolina I'm pregnant I already see how this relationship is gonna go let me move back home so I can have help so that's what I did and um Thank God for his grace and my pregnancy, me being pregnant, kept me out of that toxic relationship because I didn't want my ex to find out that I was pregnant because, oh, I would, she would have a, she would have had a field day with that because most of our, not even all of our relationship, all she did was, you know, accuse me of wanting to be with my, my, my children's father. I won't say baby daddy. Because I don't use that term. But accused me of wanting to be with him because I wanted to co-parent. Or I wanted him to be in his child life. His child's life. So because I wanted that, that meant that I wanted to be with him. I roll. <laughs> so um, I didn't want her to bash me or threaten me. So I just went completely MIA. I went off the grid. I blocked her on everything. Blocked her number. I changed my number for like the fifth time. <laughs> okay. I've changed my number so many times trying to get away from her. But that time I changed my number for good. And to this day, she doesn't have my new number. And I had no contact with her up until a few years ago when I reached out to finalize the divorce. Um, Because, like, and I'm even, I, I don't even know why I had to be the one to reach out to do that. Well, let me not say I don't know why. They, she, she liked just having that over my head but finally I got the money together and I was just like you know what I'm gonna do this I looked up divorce attorneys and things like that I'm just like I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it and I got it done and I had to see her to sign the documents but it was real short and sweet we met up somewhere that was um you know public at a notary we signed everything got it notarized and then I I sent it to the courts and it got finalized. It was pretty it was a pretty quick process. Thank God for that. And that's cuz there was nothing to do. Like there was no alimony or another that other fancy terminology that happens in divorce. So, it was quick and easy and um I did that and within a few months I married my husband. So God is just so good. That even after a divorce, he can, granted, that marriage was not of him or from him, but a covenant was still made. And God honors covenants, good or evil. It's true. Look it up. All in the Bible, when certain covenants were made, even if it wasn't with him or from him, he had to honor it. Because God, he is a God of laws. He's a God of rules. You can't just go around breaking rules and thinking... Uh, God is gonna no mm -mm. He think think there's a certain order and a certain like the heaven it's not called the courts of heaven for no reason it's they operate like a court up there there's the judge there's the um the what are the people called the the, the that um hmm the word is escaping me the people that you know give the the jury the jury there's, you know, there's the, the, the plaintiff, the defendant, there's the accuser. It's not called the courts for no reason. It operates like a true court system. So anyway, this 
is just my testimony of how God saved me. I, and this is a point of a true testament of how I didn't choose him. He chose me. I didn't choose him at all. I was okay with the life I was living, (laughs) but he chose me. Even like once I got older and I didn't have to hide my sexuality from my mother, like I was having a field day. Okay. But God, (laughs) he is so merciful. And I just thank God. I thank God each and every day for how he saved me, how he washed me and cleansed me. Thank God that Jesus died on the cross for me. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, who knows? Who knows where I would be today? Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to encourage somebody. Like, if you're you're dealing with... And it, I mean, and it wasn't easy. Because my mom, she knew about me. She was very... And mom, I love you if you're listening. Um, But she was very homophobic. You know, very judgmental in that that sense and it's hard not to be as a parent you see your child doing something that goes against everything that you taught them or just goes it just goes against everything that you know you know how you know just it just goes against everything it's unnatural it's an abomination and you see your child in that that's gonna of course that's gonna vexate you and I'm not saying that she was wrong for being mad but you can love the person and hate the sin and a lot of people fail to be able to differentiate the two just because you hate what I'm doing and you hate the sin and the lifestyle that I'm living doesn't mean that you don't show me love doesn't mean that you don't show me grace doesn't mean that you can that you don't continue to pray for me doesn't mean that you shut me out and shun me but unfortunately that's how a lot of that's what a lot of people do. And now and they and then there's a thin line between, you know, loving somebody and then condoning it because they feel like if you you show love, now I'm condoning it and I'm telling you that it's okay and no. You can still be like, "You know what? I don't like this. I don't approve." So, we're not going to talk about it. You don't get to bring, you know, that other person around. And but I'ma still love you. You when you around me, you my daughter. That's all that matters. If I see you on the phone with them, I'm not gonna. Oh my gosh, really? And have smart comments. I'ma just walk away. Like you don't have to watch. I don't have to watch you on the phone. I don't have to be around. And if I am around, I'ma mind my business because I don't. Like if you if that's if I spoke to you and I told you, and I told you you know that's not of God. Blah blah blah. If you still want to do that, I can't, you can't force anybody to change. You just have to continue to love them because I, I know that, 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 that dynamic between my mother and I during that period played a part in how much I clung and I cleaved to my ex because I would go back to her and be like, you know what my mother said or what she did and here she come. Oh Yeah that's crazy and you don't deserve that and, and you know she's now she's comforting to me she's making me feel heard and yeah I go through the same thing and now you're just p- putting us closer together so if you're a parent and you're listening to this you can love your child and hate the sin and also it is not your job to change your child only person that can change your child is God 
you just pray for that child. You you speak to that child. You minister to that child. You don't shove God down their throat, <laughs> but you minister. You do your due diligence and you allow God to do the rest because you can't do anything because now you're acting like God and that's a sin. So I just want to leave you with that. Um, And then if you're struggling with this and you're just like, maybe this is just how I am and this is how God wants me to be. No. Because that was a lie that I told myself, especially because I had the, those feelings for so long. I was just like, maybe this is just what God wants for me. Eh, no, he does not want that for you. That's a big, the lie detector test determines that that is a lie. That is a big lie, a big lie. And the enemy wants you to believe that it's not true. God does not want you to be like that. He loves you. And he's going to always love you. You're his child. But he is disgusted and hates the way that we live and the sins that we do. But he still loves us and he still treats us with grace. And when we come and we ask and we repent wholeheartedly and we, we say, you know, we say sorry for what we've done and we, we show that we've learned from our mistakes. He, he welcomes us with open arms each and every time, each and every time. So thank God for his grace. So I'm going to just leave y'all with that. Um, also, I am doing Coffee and Jesus. We're doing um, like a little give back to the community of Pennsylvania because that's where I live. I lived in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I'm doing a little give back. So if you go on Coffee and Jesus, if you go on our Instagram, that's coffee underscore and Jesus. You will see all the details, and if you want to give and donate to that cause, that would be great, helpful. If you live in Brooklyn, I have an option and a way for you to still be able to donate. One, you can just, you know, give give money. You can cash app. You can always DM for the cash app, because I don't think I put my cash app information on there. I just didn't, I mostly want people to donate items, like at the very least, donate money because I don't want anybody because you know how funny people are. I don't know what you're doing. So I really want, I didn't give any information for you to send money because I really want people to give the items. Like give anything, give from what's on the list or anything that you could think of that you'd be like, you know what, this is essential. Somebody needs this. You know, somebody would need this, especially being a homeless person. So you could give from the items that are listed or just any, like I said, anything that you think is essential items that somebody needs. Money, at the very least, like if it's the worst case scenario, the only thing that you have or to give and you don't have time to go buy the stuff. Okay, but I more so would like the items and I have a I've listed where you can drop those items off if you live in Brooklyn so yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna go um I I I know it's been a while since I came and did another episode again like I said I was I was busy but God he gifted me this and I have to be intentional of doing what God has told me to do no matter what it looks like because truth be told, I'm human and I get discouraged, you know, easily sometimes pray for me, guys. And I've been praying about that. But when I don't see the support, I'm like, God, why you have me doing this? Ain't nobody listening. But listen, even if one person 
only checks in every time I do an episode. That's one person that I've I that I can get to. That's one soul that can be saved for the kingdom of God. God honors that because the Bible said that he leaves the 99 to find that one. So there there there's something significant in the number one that like one is very important it may not look like a lot it may, it's, it's not a lot but in the kingdom of god it's worth so much so that's i just want to encourage somebody else to like if you're starting out with something you know just continue to push yourself continue to post about that no matter if anybody shares it likes it whatever you know how many i post so much on my Facebook, it's very rare that anybody likes it. Even on my Instagram, very rare. Or I may get a couple of likes. I don't have a lot of followers. I don't have a lot of, you know, I'm just like, God, why do you even have, why, why are you even using me? I be feeling like Moses, like, why me, God? These people don't, I don't really bang with a lot of people like that. People don't really bang with me like that. And especially me posting about God or how he's, changing my life and things like that people look sometimes people probably looking at me like okay I knew you RJ I knew you when you went or they're looking like I don't care nothing about that and they just scrolling past and I just feel like God why am I I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall but you know what I have to be obedient and what he is calling me to do because I know that greater he has a purpose and it may not make sense now but it will definitely make sense along the line I just want to encourage you like right now the way it looks probably doesn't make any sense but he in due time in due season he would definitely reveal to you what it is and why he asked you to do something and I feel like I'm rambling but I completely forgot to pray at the beginning of this episode so I'm gonna just pray now father we thank you we glorify you we magnify your name lord I pray I plead the blood of Jesus over this over this um this 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 podcast over this episode i ask that it will reach whoever it needs to reach because you know that somebody needs to hear this and i ask that they it would be they will be receptive to it that you will decrease me and you increase i know that i did a probably did a lot of bab- babbling and repeating but let them just hear what they need to hear let let it be that the message is not lost in translation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this platform. Lord, I know that it's going to grow and be big and be, you know, like it's just going to it's it's starting small, but it's going to get big. It's going to get bigger in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Amen. So I don't really have a schedule, so I'm not even going to say see you back next week. I come on whenever God gives me a word. So just look out for it. I will post whenever I do do a, a podcast, whenever I do do an episode. So you won't miss it. But I don't really have a schedule. I'm just I'm not on my time. I'm on God's time. That's the only time that we need to be on. Amen. Amen. OK, everybody have a blessed rest of the week night day where whatever time or time zone you're listening to this too because i already know that this is going to nations so yes thank you y'all and be blessed mm-hmm.